Thank you for listening to our Celebration Sermon Podcast. Celebration is a worshiping community within Heart of White Ministries. We gather at 9 a.m. in the Red Brick Church Building on the Heart of White Campus on the corner of 160th and Lakewood in Holland, Michigan. We invite you to join us in person when you are able. To learn more about our Celebration community in Heart of White Ministries, please visit heartofwhite.com. An expression of gratitude. Thank you for your involvement, your commitment, each of you here for each voice, but most of all for a God who creates a world in which there is beauty. Of all the things that could have happened, we serve a God, he's made himself known to us, but he created beauty for us to appreciate and be shaped by. That's important because you see, whether near or far, that first night, there was plenty to strike fear into the lives of this little band of shepherds. Near, there was this angel lighting up the sky with a major announcement. Far, there was the domineering oppression of the Roman Empire directing the fate of their region. Like that for us, there can be fear near and, and far. There can be the fear of this afternoon without spoken Aunt Susan at the family gathering, or it could be far off. Imagine a 9-11 style attack in November, two days before the election. Reasonable, observant people have good reason to be apprehensive in all directions, but the unnamed angel spoke this word, do not be afraid. And that's what I want to point our hearts to. That angel spoke to the shepherds in the Judean hills, do not be afraid. The same message would come to the farmers who were up and caring for their baby chicks. And that is the message for us. Whatever grips our heart, do not be afraid. I'm not going to rehearse or enumerate the reasons or the sources of reasonable fear in our time because I want to dig into what and why of the angel's message. It was for them and it was for each of us. I bring you good news is what the angel said. Notice he didn't bring instructions for the shepherd's behavior or for ours. He didn't bring a plan or a candidate or a business opportunity, even less did he bring a five DVD set that reveals the end of the world as we know it. Forget it. He brings to each and to all good news. Now stick with me for about 15 seconds here. The Greek word, bring good news, eoangelizo. It's the verb form of the Greek eoangelion, you can begin to hear it more clearly now. The word brought over into English as evangel, evangelize, evangelical in its root sense. It's often rightly translated as gospel. It's hard for us to carry over the nuance in a clear way. It's as if the angel is saying, don't be afraid, I'm gospeling you. I bring you good news and that good news was the gospel. Do not be afraid. He's not saying don't fear because there's no reason to fear. There is. He's not saying don't fear because you can deal with whatever you fear and your own resources. No, we can't at the end. He's saying do not be afraid because I announce to you that God himself is doing something on our behalf. This announcement has the power to root out the fear that we carry and instead 
to cause, very interesting that portion of the verb, to cause great joy. You may be in difficult circumstances, even as you worship here. There may be grief that marks your pain or loss, uncertainty. You may not be happy in your present circumstances. I've lived in soul-crushing jobs. I tell folks I've never been in combat, but I worked at Circuit City for two Black Fridays. (laughs) You may find yourself in that sort of work, but the news, this gospel can cause for you a great joy because that joy is a gift to you from outside your circumstances or your situation. It doesn't come from your circumstances. It comes from the outside, from God himself. Too often, we live in what will be called a closed box world. The philosopher Charles Taylor calls it the imminent frame. It's when we think reality is limited only to cause and effect, chemistry, physics, social forces. But the gospel and the joy that it brings is different. It's from outside and it enters in to our otherwise closed box world. It comes from the outside, the cause and effect limits of our own abilities or knowledge. The joy that can alter how you navigate your grief or your insecurity or your threats, that's the joy of the gospel that this angel brings. And notice he says, it will be for all people. Again, people, this word is a translation of the Greek word laos, and it means regular folks. In English translation, it moves to our word laity. So this gospel will cause joy for all the folks, laity, and even perhaps some clergy. But this is a message for regular folks, not just for religious achievers. Shepherds taking care of their flocks, farmers taking care of baby chicks, it's good news for them. For single parents taking care of their kids, for people trying to get through to the next paycheck, for folks making a sandwich and eating alone on Christmas Day, this is good news for everybody, inside or outside, whatever lines our world draws. Those that think they're special, yeah, good news, but even more for those who are thinking that maybe they are not special. The angel was delivering a message from the great triune God, God who created every person to be his image bearer, a God who saw our brokenness and would give himself to rescue us. That God was now laying aside his glory, taking upon himself our own form as image bearers. And right here, right now, he had come to minister his grace. Right here, right now. Friends, I want to tell you something. The gospel always works in a real time and real space. Today, there's the time. In the city of David, there's the place. The transcendent God intersects with the imminent frame. The closed box of our world is broken. It's broken by joy and love and new life. The gospel was a human reality in real space and real time. It was a historical event. 
It happened among real people and for all people. And the message was about the God who would become human so that God himself could save us and rescue us from our own demise. A savior has been born to you, the angel said. The message of a savior. Will you receive the message of the savior? Or are you only thinking about the message of a good teacher who will show you how to live? The angel brings the message of a savior. A world wanting to keep its own control wants to cut and carve Jesus to fit our own desires. Will we receive the message and let it shape our life? Or will we keep living our own life and values and goals as if the message of what God has done from manger to cross to empty tomb, as if that was just an idea to add to your considerations or self-awareness? Months ago, I was struck by a metaphor used by an Australian historian by the name of John Dixon. It fits well here as, as we close. John talks about how the gospel of God's grace, this, this message, what the angel was communicating, what the scripture from Genesis to Revelation wants us to comprehend and see. The gospel itself is like a beautiful melody, a perfect melody for John. It was the Bach cello suites. Perhaps it would be like Handel's Messiah. I'll be honest, for me, it's like Dwayne Allman's slide solo in the Statesboro Blues. But it's that perfect melody that couldn't be any more marvelous and beautiful. And we've been given that melody. We've heard it in the power of the Spirit deep within our hearts. And then we take our lives to play it. And you know, sometimes we play it kind of well. And sometimes, I think it was Mark Twain who once said, no one should ever be allowed to play the violin until they've mastered it. <laughs> and sometimes the church in history has been like that. We've taken a beautiful melody, the gospel and its truth, Sometimes we've played it well, other times not so well. Other times in his name we've even betrayed the one who is at the center of the gospel. So this morning, I want to tell you the message is not about me or Heart Awake or our world or do this or do that. It's about one who would lay aside his glory to be born in an apple box or wherever we are, and to say, my life for yours. If I miss the melody, may you be pointed to see it and to hear it greatly and deeply. I think I've mentioned already that Heart Awake began this season of worship, this 25 hours. O come, O come, Emmanuel. But we come to a moment of perfect and great joy. That's the gospel. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for your kindness and goodness to us. Thank you that even in the midst of our confusion and brokenness, you've loved us deeply. I thank you that right now, if we were to close our eyes and imagine what the face of God would look like, that we are living under your smile, not your anger. 
because you love your people. You've shown it to us in Jesus Christ. Shape our lives after that and work deeply within us. Thank you for the joy you have brought to the world. Fill us with it in this moment. For we pray in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people whispered, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. To learn how to get involved in our celebration community or how to support Hardawike Ministries, please visit us at hardawike.com.